everyone, Dr. Gwen Shietta here, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. I am so absolutely thrilled to have Donna Rudowitz as my guest today. She is a licensed clinical social worker and relationship coach. She is also the founder of an organization called A New Day. Donna is a relationship expert who works with professional, successful women, showing them how they can use their divorce as a catalyst for living their best life now. Donna helps her clients to finally break free of the cycles that keep them stuck, figure out exactly what's wrong, fall in love with themselves again, get off the dating treadmill, and attract the right person so they can create an amazing life beyond their wildest dreams. Whether you're coming off a divorce or not, or have never been married and don't even plan to, there are so many fabulous gems that Donna shares in this interview that you can apply to your own life. So let's get started. Donna, good morning. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here this morning. Thank you. Well, I'm excited to be here as well. This is this is wonderful. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump in and say I, I'm so excited to talk with you, and I I'm just gonna put it out there. I know we're gonna be talking. Um, your background and your expertise is counseling and coaching, and in that post divorce or divorce sort of process. Um, and I'm just I'm just curious. You know you know you talk about it not having to be um, this difficult, uh, negative process. Is that really true? I just want to get the big elephant out of the room for the skeptics who may be listening. Is that, is it possible to get through this sort of, um, in an unscathed way? Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. And I, and I like how you said the elephant in the room, because it, it really is the elephant in the room. We, you know, if you look at our society, our society is essentially a voyeuristic society. You know, that's why we have so many um, shows on that are looking at other people's lives, like the reality shows, yep. right? Because, you know, people are looking into other people's lives and just, it's a natural state to want to look at the chaos of someone else's life because it normalizes our own lives. We're like, okay, well, if their lives are that crazy, well, my life isn't so bad, right? Right, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel better, right? And, and what we're taught though, we're taught that divorce is chaotic and we do our society does a wonderful job of preparing women and educating women when they're about to give birth or when they're pregnant right they go through the stages and they'll say okay this trimester here's what to expect and this trimester here's what to expect and you know it's a very clear process so when a woman becomes pregnant she's pretty clear of what's going to happen now versus when we go through a divorce, our society does not do really anything to educate anybody on what the stages are of divorce. Rather, when you tell someone you're going through a divorce or you've been divorced, they begin the stories of, oh my gosh, I had an aunt or an uncle who went through it and it was horrible and they've been through, you know, fighting and they, you know, a hundred thousand dollars down the tube and- Oh yeah. That's immediately, I mean, yeah, when someone says divorce, what immediately comes to mind, it's almost like there's not even a pause. Your brain automatically goes, ooh, negative, costly, you know, all of, all of that. So negative fighting, yes, uh, tumultuous, right? Uh, Like relationships broken. Who's what, who's going to keep the friends, you know, (laughs) all of these things go through a person's mind, but what if you just take a step back and say to yourself, you have a choice. 
if you're going through a divorce or been through a divorce, you have a choice to say, does it have to be this way? Like, do I have to do what everybody else is doing or is there another way? And that's what I did. I decided that through my divorce, um, it started out the way that everybody else did, right? In chaos. And a matter of fact, my experience going to my lawyer, I was pretty calm when I walked in my lawyer. And when, you know, we had spoke about it and I had told her, you know, the background of the story, you know, she immediately went into fight option. Like, oh my gosh, this, we're going to get them. And, and I'm thinking, oh my, by the time I left there, I was angrier than I, when I walked in. Well, right. Plus there's that, you know, I mean, they, they make more money, probably the more, you know, tumultuous and the more they drag it out. So there's a lot of factors pushing us into the drama and somebody has to be the victim and somebody has to be a winner and a loser, right? It's we're taught there's a winner and a loser where, why does it have to be that way? Why can't we go through divorce gracefully where both parties come out um, relatively healthy? Because I will be honest, divorce is not an easy thing. And especially people going through divorce, they're, they're probably getting divorced because their level of, uh, uh, at least a piece of it, their level of communication isn't the best. So could you imagine if your level of communication isn't the best in good times? Well, it's going to even be less in, in rough times. Yeah. So, you know, but it doesn't have to be where both parties, you know, there's a winner and a loser because really what's at stake is not only the couple, but they have their, if they have children and extended family, I mean, divorce ripples into the lives of so many people that we don't even really quite fully grasp at the time. And it's really, you know, it doesn't have to be horrible. It can be done gracefully and it can be done where both parties separate and go on to lead happy, healthy lives. Right. And hopefully quickly, I, you know, I, I've seen people where it drags on where 10 years later, you know, they're still fighting and, and you just think about the, the mental and physical health implications of that. So let me ask you, Donna, though. So, 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 so give us a sense then what, what exactly is it that you do? So you do, you do something different. You help these couples share what you do and what is the focus of, of your work? Well, yeah, I, oh, sure. I will, I, I will give you the focus of my work, but I, if, if it's okay, I just wanted to touch upon what you said about the mental and the physical anguish. Sure. And you know what we have seen, and it's now what we see in the studies of people uh, who have studied people going through a divorce, both women and men, um, five to 10 years later, if they, if they still are in grief or anger or holding emotions that are negative, it, it, it physically will affect their body. Their body, they, they have anxiety, depression, um, high blood pressure, you know, um, borderline, you know, getting, getting down the path of, um, maybe irritable bowel syndrome, it, the, the body really is affected. So, mm. you know, it's really important to remember that, you know, this is, this is not just about an emotional, but this also affects our physical bodies. It's so, every um, realm. I mean, if, when you look at the domain of financial, social, physical, mental, spiritual, I mean, divorce, it will impact every single one of those domains. It impacts domains we don't even know we had domains for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You, know, you wake up. But anyway, back to your second question, which is who I am and what do I do? Um, so I'm a relationship expert who works with amazing women, and I show them how they can use their divorce as a catalyst for living their best life now. So essentially what I do is I help them get unstuck. I give them their life back again, where I show them and give them guidance and tools that they need so they can make the best decisions possible 
They could remain emotionally strong and resilient. They could protect their family from the trauma of divorce. We, I teach them how to fall in love with themselves again and then be ready to attract their soulmate whenever she's ready to do so. Oh my gosh. Like I, there's going to be people listening thinking, why weren't you around <laughs> when I was going through this? I mean, it's like the light bulb goes off of there can be another way. You are the, you are saying there can, there can be another way and you touched on it. You, you know, you let the cat out of the bag. So you've been through divorce um, yourself. Was what called you to the work that you're doing? Were you always a, a, a coach or a therapist and through your own experience um, specialized in this or what sort of called you that said, I have to make this my work? Yeah, well, interesting question, because I think inherently I always was a coach, even at a very young age. As a young girl, I always was the person that was able to see clearly and was a motivator and an empowerer. And I'm the type of person that um, I don't look at things as wrong or right, but what, what serves us and what doesn't serve us. So I think from a very young age, I was a coach. But I mean, to be quite honest and, and to really just be really 100% honest, I didn't think I could make a living as a coach, honestly. So I went um, when I was in college, I actually I have a very good math brain. So believe it or not, I started out as an accountant, which is, is quite opposite <laughs> to what I do. Right? And, and during my um, my years as an accountant, uh, I, I just naturally progressed towards working with people because as, as an accountant, you're trained to look at what's wrong. And I empirically was trained in my in my own being. I always looked at what was right. So right there, there was a conflict of interest in the work that I was doing and how I where I was as a person. So I naturally just started working towards um, client service and customer service and business development. And I had some really great positions in corporate, and it was really a kind of a wonderful career. And then I had um, I went through my own divorce unexpectedly. You know, I really I I. I really had no idea that this was going to be in my path. I mean, really, who does, right? No one yeah. says, oh, I'm going to get married to get divorced. Right. But, you know, one of the cornerstones of my husband at the time was that we both really didn't believe in divorce when we were first married. So I thought that this would be, you know, the man I would be with for the rest of my life. Um, but life happens, right? Things change. Yeah. And I found myself going through a divorce. And as I mentioned to you, um, when I went to see my lawyer and that was the beginning and the anger, and I started going down the path of everybody else, you know, of just being angry and, and kind of just walking around the world here, but not here, right? My body was here and I was doing the things that I needed to do, but I wasn't there. My physical, my, my, my spiritual sense, I was just kind of like a walking shell of myself. And it was, it was very painful. And, you know, your friends can only be, you know, your friends are your friends and they can help you, but only so much. And then, you know, again, your family is your family and they could support you, but again, only so much. And I found myself searching and searching for, at the time, someone like me who maybe be able to help me through this. And I couldn't find anybody. There was no one who I, I found that was, you know, would support me the way I needed to be supported. And then I had also said there was, you know, I kind of had a spiritual awakening at one point and I really just got within and I said, wait a minute, you know, does it have to be this way? Right. And I started doing my research. I started in the time that I had, I would read every book that I possibly could. I would take my children 
you know, buckle them up in the strollers and, and go down to Barnes and Noble or my library and just devour information oh. on, you know, everything from Dale Carnegie to, you know, the seat, the book, the secret on um, biblical principles and you name it left and right. Anything that had to do with um, human potential, human growth, spirituality. Uh, it was, I was reading it. And I started learning that there were, there were different ways, you know, there were different ways to handle it. And I started handling my divorce differently. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I made a conscious effort to stop the fighting, to manage my emotions and to, to divorce what I call gracefully. And I did, you know, our divorce wasn't easy. I'm not going to be, you know, it's, it's honest. Divorce is never an easy thing, but we were able to do it relatively painful pain-free. And to this day, you know, now it's 10 years later, I'm happily remarried. Like, I, you know, I, I, I met, you know, the husband, my husband of my dreams, and we're happily remarried at this point. My girls have grown up to be happy and healthy and whole because I refuse to allow the fighting in my home. Um, there were certain rules that I had set that I just needed to stand by. And um, now I teach other women how to do the same thing. So what I ended up doing is, you know, during this time of me kind of learning what I what I was doing in my own divorce was I, I went, I realized I had to go back to school and I went back to school to get my social work degree, which enabled me to become a psychotherapist because I wanted, at that time, I knew that I needed, this was my calling. It was my calling. I needed to help women go through this process and, and, and do it gracefully. Uh, and I knew that this was the the best way for me to do it because I didn't want any other woman to go through the mistakes that I have been through and the trauma that I have been through because it's unnecessary, yeah. right? It's completely unnecessary and no one needs to make the same mistakes I did. And if I could help a woman and her family, you know, manage the turbulent waters of divorce gracefully, then I know I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. That is such an amazing story, Donna. As you were talking, I was just trying to file away. I kept having these like ping, ping, hearing these gems in your story that for one, tie into creating a life on one's terms, right? But what, what I heard, what, one of the fascinating things is, is how you came full circle. And I truly believe so many of us come back to what we what we knew in the beginning, but for, we, for some reason, for, for a lot of reasons, probably we have to go on this journey before coming back to that place, yeah. which is our gift and our, and our calling. We have to learn some things before we are ready. And you started by telling that story of you were, you, you were always a coach and, but you just had doubts or maybe didn't believe in yourself enough or whatever, all of those, uh, you know, the, the, which is what I call the third L of layers. We have to the work. Layers, yeah. Right. And when you had, you had said something really, really profound to me. And that is we, we, sometimes we have to go around yeah. first. Yeah. We're not ready. Right. And I, I feel like at the time my divorce to me was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Fast forward now, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I realized that, and that's what I teach women, is how to use their divorce as a catalyst for their best life now. That divorce has, has was a catalyst for me for stepping into my God-given purpose and talents. You know, I see women every single day and their lives have been crushed by a divorce. 
And they, they can't see beyond that. They just feel they, like they, they failed or they feel like it's the worst right, thing that yeah. happened or. Definitely. I mean, the failure piece is a big thing. Um, you know, anger, frustrated. And you know what you hear, you know, Gwen, that I hear often is, you know, a lot of advice that's given is don't worry, time will heal all wounds. And in one sense, time does help to heal. But I find in the divorce arena, that's probably some of the worst advice someone could give to someone <laughs> because it's not necessarily true. I have seen women, time doesn't heal. They actually get worse. And, and some women forever stay in the pain of what had happened to them. Right. And I almost the way that, you know, it's all about, you know, reframe, right? I'm, I'm going into my psychologist mode and, you know, speaking to another <laughs> mental <Yeah>. health professional, <laughs> but it's almost the positioning of the message. Like when you think of this healing, yes, it, it was painful and it was something that you wish didn't happen. But it, when I hear that, I, it almost makes me feel like, oh, you know, you'll get over it. It was a, it was a big failure, but you'll get over it. Whereas when, as I hear you talk, I, I mean, this isn't, I probably shouldn't say this. It's not funny, but it's almost like, oh my gosh, this sounds so wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's freeing. I mean, and, and you you position it. Um, it's not, it's not a negative. It's not, I mean, yes, that we have scars and scars, you know, help propel us forward, but it's just, it's a subtle language. I think is what I hear you saying. It's like how, and, and how we use language and how we frame things. Um, and just reframing something a little bit can really change our life and change well, the direction. Ab Gwen, absolutely. All it takes, there's a difference between water that's not boiling and water that's boiling is one degree. Yeah. So all it takes is, like you said, that one little reframe, that yeah. one little different way to look at something to change the trajectory of a person's healing and life. Yes. Yes. And I, and I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking as well that you the second L of, of my framework is love, you know, which is about your passions and your values and your purpose. And you are obviously so doing that, Donna, like listening to the energy in your voice and the passion that you have. And, and the, the other nugget that I heard in your story so far um, goes back to that first L, which is listening. And, and you said that you, you went inward. I mean, you looked for information, that spirituality, you got back in touch with you and by doing that by getting quiet and getting inward i mean you in that it sounds like in that quiet space um your truth emerged yes yeah because that's that's where that's where your truth is yeah your, your, our truth is really within us yeah it's an internal guide and and that's another thing that we're not quite taught is is how to rely on that internal guide and how to know what it is and gosh how do i listen to it and do i have one you know we all <laughs> yes. we, all, we all have one but yes. when we when we're able to take the chaos and the way that i feel and and, and i'm a big person with analogies so i hope that's okay but i love it you've ever been swimming in the ocean or a pool right most of us have when you're on top of the water it's noisy because water carries sound so you'll hear people talking right all around you and you'll hear people on the other side talk because you could hear them but the moment you go underneath the water yeah. quiet yeah and you just hear the 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 dull wave right or the dull motion of the water and that's the way that we are you know that I look at our lives is that 
life is chaotic and it's noisy and and there's so many people who have so many different opinions and everybody has something to say and it's like different cooks in the kitchen they all have different recipes you know and they're all fighting you know like it's like my italian grandmother is it gravy or is it sauce you know like you can have fights around this forever and people just when you get quiet yeah and you just go within and you trust and that's that's where the truth lies and that's why one of the things I was so excited to talk with you about today, and I think it's especially true for women, hopefully less so, but uh, I remember, gosh, back in grad school reading a book, you, you may have heard of, it was called Silencing the Self. And it was all about how you know women in certain relationships just start silencing their own voice. And it makes, I'm so passionate about this, Donna, as I know you are, you know, which was really the impetus for, for this podcast, right? So life on your terms, powered by your inner compass. So I, I call it the inner compass. Some people, you know, may call it God or spirituality or your subconscious, but you're right. It's that place that you can get to below the water, that quiet place. And, and then those things start speaking to you, but you, and you can hone it. And I guess that's, um, what what I am so passionate about is a make, helping people realize you don't have to be a ping pong ball. That's how I see it sometimes is that people are going through life um, just being pushed, whether it's by the water or you know a, a ping pong ball um, analogy. But how do we get in touch with that inner compass and hear that and let that guide us? And um, as you said, and it, here's another reframe. It's, we don't have to even then at that point when we're listening and we're in touch with that and we're finding that center, we start to get pulled toward that thing that we're, we're supposed to be doing. It's not like we have to push and push and push. I think it's amazing. I, you know, if you, I don't know if you, I think you'll agree with me. It's almost like it becomes easier. Like things start to unfold. Oh, without, without a doubt, you know, and, and it's you, because you, you stop the resistance, right? you know, and it actually does become easier. It's almost as if, you know, you're walking down the path and, and, and it's just overflown, you know, it's overgrown with weeds and, you know, you're trying to get through and you're trying to use a lawnmower, you're trying to use head sheet, you know, all of these things. When, you know, when you walk in, it's just almost like this path just, just graciously and divinely just opens up and you're, and you see the, the sidewalk, that's a beautiful, clean sidewalk that's leading you to where you need to go. And it's easy. Yeah. There, it's, it's actually yeah, it's actually quite simple. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, when you, yeah. It really is. You're not confused. Well, and uh, to use your water analogy, I almost picture like, you know, those lazy rivers at, you know, <laughs> that yes. kind of just, yes. kind of just, yes. you know, it's, uh, yeah. And so, so to transition a little bit here, because I think this is so important. For, so we have to get to that place, right, of where we can listen and begin to move uh, forward. But so often, and I think this is the, the, the crux of um, what I want to get to with you today, and I know that you, this is so much of what you work on um, with women, is something, I call it that listening, right? So that first L of getting in touch with that. Um, but you talk a lot about a concept called pinched off, right? Where yeah. you're just sort of closed, closed off. Um, and so if you're pinched off, then you're not even, basically, you're not even at the first L, right? You're struggling with that first L. So explain what, what pinched off is. What is that? Yeah. A lot of people say, do you mean pissed off? I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, pinched <laughs> off. 
<laughs> it could be both, right? You could be both, I guess, at the same time. <laughs> it could be both. Um, pinched up is if you if you could visualize what a hose looked like, and anybody who's who's watered a garden will know that when you put on the water, and the water flows through the hose, and there's no kinks in the hose, it flows beautifully. Yeah. Now, when there's a kink in the hose, the water is still flowing, but the kink is stopping the water from coming out of the, the spout of the hose, right? The, the water is not reaching the other end. The water's there. It's just not reaching the other end because it's pinched. Yeah. So that's the way that I look at it is because here's, here's the truth. The truth is we are never truly disconnected from source, our source energy, but our emotions and our feelings are like the pinch that make us feel cut off. They make us feel alone. They make us feel overwhelmed, disappointment, doubt, worry, blame, hatred, revenge, jealousy, and insecurity. And they keep us on the side of isolation and keep us not in the flow. Although the flow is always there. It's just that we keep ourselves pinched off from it. But when we step into it and we allow ourselves to take responsibility for our emotions and allow ourselves to become conscious and step into the loving emotions and vibrations of source. And really, if we if we look at it, struggles are a process of transformation. And the process of transformation is not about becoming something we're not, but rather it's allowing us to become, unveil who we are. So that pinched off is, and I love the way you describe that. So if the flow, if it's just flowing, those are all of our emotions and we're, we're in that good space. The pinched off is we're just, we're holding ourselves back. We're, we're cutting ourselves off. The, the pressure and everything is still there. The water is still there in the hose, but it's, it's not manifesting. We're not manifesting our emotions in the most healthy, um, clear way and we may even just sort well, of push them push them down push those painful things we're, down yeah, we're, we're trying to push them down and what we're also trying to do is look to everyone and everything outside of us to help us right now why does this in in, in the and i think you don't have to be going through a divorce right to to be pinched off there could be many many reasons why you're in that in that place but specifically in this uh, aspect of divorce, why, why do you think this happens? Like, how does this happen? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people going, oh my gosh, that's where I am, or I've been there. What, what is sort of the, the process that gets somebody to a place of being pinched off? So there's, there's a lot of factors that could come into play, but what I have found in my experience, the biggest one is, is essentially we are designed to be wired and we are wired and designed to be connected to other people. So when we feel like we've been rejected or replaced, our ego will take over and will try to take play, you know, do justice for us and take over our pain because our brains work in a very organized way. At any given moment, our brains are wired that our subconscious is operating 95% of the time and our conscious thoughts are operating 5% of the time. So what does that mean? It means that autonomously when you're hurt or you're angry or you're, your, your brain and body are going to want to take over and they're going to want to protect you. And they're going to go to what you know and the beliefs you've learned in childhood and the beliefs you learned over time, which is 
to, you know, people could, could isolate and they you know, all of the bad feelings of, you know, how it's someone else's fault and how could this be happening to me? And, you know, why, why am I going through this? And, and the feeling of being rejected or not being part of that unit that you normally were part of is, is really a painful place to be. It's and it's very- functional that in, in terms of, like you said, you're, you're, you're trying to protect yourself on a subconscious level, but it, it, it may not be, you need to work through that place, but people get stuck in that space, right? They, you're, do. they yeah. do. That, and that's the place where we get stuck because again, if we go back to, you know, there's no rule book on this. There's no book that's really teaching us how to handle things and how to handle them in a healthy way and how to cope in a healthy way. You know, that's, that's the reason why when a big part of the work that I do is we move into that 5% of conscious operating time, because what we, just because your brain is thinking a thought, it doesn't mean you have to believe it. It doesn't mean it's true. You know, just, it's kind of like, we just take our thoughts, um, almost, we just take them and, and we, we just allow them to happen. But when we really stop and we say, wait a minute, could there be another way? Or is this really true? Or we challenge the thought and say, is this meaning what I'm making it mean? Because that's a really big thing. I see a lot of women, you know, they'll have an emotional standpoint and they'll have a meaning towards it. But that other person really didn't mean what that what they said or what they did. But we as human beings are meaning makers. So we are going to make meaning out of anything that is put in our path. And it's up what that person is making that mean to them. That's a really big differentiator of someone's success or someone's failure. Yeah, it's interesting. We just, we take it for granted that it's true, <laughs> that we just, we almost uh, trust our own thoughts sometimes too much. And I think part of what and I, I'm hearing you say is we do, we have to get in the mode and it takes practice of challenging those, those thoughts. And, and like you said, these, our brain, I mean, through childhood, our experiences, what we were told, what we were taught all of that goes into our current thoughts, right? It does so go into one big melting pot. Right. And, you know, it's very hard to differentiate. And and that's why it's so important to work with someone who could get in that melting pot with you, right? And go through and go, okay, what's what's working and what's not working? And and understanding that again, there's there's there could be, you know, radiation, you know, or no radiation, uh, radiant. It's not radiation. <laughs> there's radiant <laughs> yep. in in there's radiance in a struggle. You know, the struggle is actually, you know, most people will run from a struggle and we run to pleasure. And we're afraid of feeling the feelings that we're feeling because we don't want to feel it. But when you could say, well, actually, let me just take a moment and get into that quiet place. And can I be okay with not being okay? Because what can I learn from this? How could I use this to my best and highest good? How and just slow down, up? right? Slow, slow down, down and right. know when it's happening. And so let me ask you, when you've observed this, like what, what does it look like when somebody, you know, comes into your office um, and you're working with them or virtually, what does it look like from your perspective when somebody is, is pinched off or what does it feel like to them? You know, what, what's sort of the downside, I guess, is so somebody's going, all right, they're wondering, am Am I pinched off? What does this look like, feel like? Um, can you say oh. just a little bit more about that? Sure. I have, I have a very simple way of identifying if we're pinched off or if we're not. 
if you're waking up every day and you're feeling excited for the day and you feel you're in the flow and you have feelings of gratitude and optimism and hope you're in the flow when you wake up and that that inner gps system like you feel sick or you're really tired you don't want to you know do things or you know every someone just says hello to you and you want to snap their head off you know they just you're like whoa the person's like geez i just wanted to say hi right where you have short temper or you find that your emotional regulation is one day you're up one day you're down those are all signs you're pinched off but you know it's it's interesting because pain has a way of clipping our wings and keeping us from being able to fly yes and if unresolved long enough you almost forget who you were created to be in the first place that that's now, where my heart starts to break donna yeah, and that because now pain becomes the sanctuary well and would you say pain and the pain what the emotional pain whatever kind of pain can become normal that you just think that that's how and kind of going back to the beginning of what you know when what you were saying it's almost like pain becomes normal and untreated you know um can just right. stay stay there right we and, don't move past. Yeah, right and that's that's like your you know the normal now becomes abnormal and the abnormal becomes normal it's like it's an upside down world and people just may not know even how to get to that next phase, right? They, they just, they don't, they're just stuck in it, but they don't know. And there's, and again, this is, this is where I go. We only know what we know. Yeah. Right. And when we know better, we can do better. So there's no shame or condemnation or any fault in, in, in being in the place where you're pinched off or you're being stuck, you know, because the, the only, the only tragedy is if you, if you stay there. That's, that's the tragedy is because a, a life that is meant to live, like a woman who is, is, uh, is scorned and, and angry and sad really is, is, of, is, is they're, they're not being the best person they could be. They're not contributing to society the best way they could be. They're not being, you know, whether they have children, you know, are they functioning in the best mom role that they could be functioning in? Are they, are they able to really drink in the elixir of the day of life and enjoy life every day or, or are they is every day just sort of blended into the next and gray after gray after gray day that they're not able to fully enjoy life and then 20 30 years goes by and and where are they they're kind of stuck in the same place and you know my belief is that we're all here on our soul journey and that you know, many of, of, of these challenges that we t we perceive to be so horrible and and so devastating to us are actually there and divinely predestined for us to go through because it helps elevate us on our soul journey. And there's lessons for us to learn. Yeah, in a way, and, they're gifts. I mean, and you may not gifts. see that in the moment, but like you did. I mean, you refound truly your life's gift and purpose through this process. But I, that, I mean, that's what breaks my heart is people feeling stuck. And like you said, time going by and, you know, we, we use different language, you and I, but it is, it's all about, you know, creating a life on your terms or being your best self, you know, saying the same things. And when you can grasp that, that inner soul, inner compass, but we need tools for that. Like we, some people maybe can get through it themselves. Um, but I wonder, like, when you, what just makes your heart sore when you've worked 
with women? I mean, what do you have a light bulb moment or they do of just going, oh my gosh. And, and I'm, I'm sure it's gradual, right? The hose just doesn't start coming. It's like a slow, you know, remove opening, but just to, I just picture, you know, a flower opening up, or I don't know if you can describe it when you see someone, you go, oh my gosh, it's happening for them. They're moving beyond this, this pinched state. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you said it perfectly, which is like a flower opening and it doesn't happen. Rome wasn't built in a day. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, but when, you know, when, when I work with someone, my, my first goal is to get them to look at themselves and not outside of themselves. And to, and, and, and we begin by kind of identifying what I call the main bleed. Like, you know, if you go to a hospital room or an emergency room and, you know, and you're in critical care, they're going to identify, okay, well, we have this, this, and this, what do we need to address first? And that's what I do. Um, you know, I look at what's, what's the first thing that we have to identify and we address it first. And then we work towards standing and being unapologetically you, because that's when you thrive and the results are spectacular and there's more connected healing, inner peace, happiness, connection, love, a crystal clear vision for where they're going. And when they, when they go from being in a place where it's a gray light to coming into a place where it's a colorful life and they're able to experience joy like they've never experienced before and actually experience true connection and true healing and then attract the person that they, you know, are they're the right guy for them, the person they're meant to be with, their ideal partner. I mean, and, and then that's when just everything opens. It's amazing how their lives transform. You know, it's the road opens and all of a sudden you see them getting promotions or their health is great and they're going on vacations and the things they never thought they would be doing are all of a sudden unfolding for them in a way that's easy. And that's to me, when I see that, it's just, it's, it's just amazing. And there's nothing greater than me to walk alongside and be on a journey with someone. And it's kind of, I guess I'm kind of like the mother bird, right? When they're ready to fly from yeah, the nest, yeah. go and fly and they can build their own nest and be free. I mean, because let's, let's be truthful that we, as women, we are, we're very powerful and our, our emotions play, play a role in, in many people's lives. And if we are, people look, maybe don't hear what we say, but they watch what we do and we're models for people. So our lives touch so many other generations to come. And I don't know about you, but it's very important for me that for my future generations and anybody who I have the ability to influence is I want that, that to move forward in a positive way. I want them to not have to go through what I have been through and to really start from a, a place of strength. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so true. I, there is, I, I definitely feel that a sense of responsibility and, and helping. I think, you know, as you were talking, I, so many thoughts going through my head, Donna, but believing, you know, I think when you're coming from, you know, a place and you're going through a divorce and you're in this, um, darkness, so to speak, um, just believing that you can have your best life, you know, um, just really quickly, I'll, I'll share that. I was in a relationship, um, in my twenties for 10 years. And I, I say, you know, he was almost the, the perfect guy. Um, but there were, there were some things I just, I wasn't my best self. Right. And I did get some help. I, it wasn't a divorce, but 10 years is a long time to be in a relationship and getting, getting clear. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there of what I want. I want a partner. I was in my mind 
able to articulate and get very clear about the kind of man that I wanted in my life for the long term. And it is crazy. I mean, this guy showed up. <laughs> I won't say he's, I won't say he's, he's, I won't say he's perfect, but I always say he's perfect for me. And for you, and that's, and I see it all the time because you now are in what I call the flow. And when you surrender control and, and you step into the flow, you don't swim against the current anymore. You swim with it and it actually attracts the things that you really want. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you help women, you, you can't attract the things you really want until you get clear on those things. And it, through your process, it sounds like that's what you, you open them up and help them, um, see and believe and get clear and get on that, that path. And I'm curious, just, um, I want to let people know where they can find you for more, uh, to learn more about how you do your amazing work. But is, do you want to just share, I mean, how do you define a life on your terms or living your best life? Like, how, how do you define that? So, I mean, I think I would define living life on my terms or my best life as waking up every day, right, from a restful slumber and so excited just for the gifts of the day. And really can't wait to start the day and connect with the people who I'm meant to be connect with a loss, a, a letting go of control and, and doing the work where I love, where I can work from anywhere in the world. And I'm serving the people that I'm meant to serve. And my life is, is rich with love and connection and purpose. And I have the freedom and flexibility to work hard and play hard. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you're doing it. You're doing, I'm it, doing Donna. it. Yes. I'm doing it. Yes, I, I am. And I'm and I have to say it did it, you know, it came through some struggles and it came through um a lot of learning experiences. And I definitely had some skinned knees at some times, you know, but and probably some casts along the way. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, I feel at this point that yeah, and, and that's that's why I do the work I do is because I I, I take my work very seriously. And I would love to show others how to do the same. Well, share with us, if you would, I know you have a, a program and a website. So where can people go to learn more about you, find out about the programs and, and what you offer uh, to help people in this journey? Sure. So my website is DonnaRudowitz.com. And um, my name is spelled with one N. So it's D-O-N-A and then R U. T-O-W-I-C-Z.com. And what I do is I have a 12-week program and you can learn about the program and see if it's a if it's a right fit for you by going to DonnaRudowitz.com forward slash apply. And then you and I will get on the phone for about 45 minutes for a free what I call breakthrough session and we just chat and then we take it from there. I love it. I am so glad that you went full circle in your life, back to your gifts. Um, I think I think doing the work you're doing, I'm sure you are an awesome accountant. But I'm so glad. Thank you for your for your your belief in me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I am inspired, and um, I'm just so glad to know that you are out there, Donna, sharing your gifts and and your work 
that you do. I so, so appreciate your time. And uh, God, we, I feel like we just scratched the surface, but um, maybe we'll have to have you back for a follow-up. I just so appreciate all of the insight and wisdom that you shared today. Thank you. I'd be honored to come back if you ever wanted me, but it was, thank you. It was a wonderful experience and, and thank you for the work that you do. You know, that it, 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 it's such, it's so needed and um, it's an honor and a blessing to have spent this time with you. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining me on another episode of Life on Your Terms. Please visit the website at L-O-Y-T Inner Compass and share your comments, questions, or suggestions for future topics. And until next time, I hope you are inspired and have the courage to live life on your terms.